I'm Rev David. Thanks for joining me as I wander through life. I wonder how you read the Bible. Over the centuries, people have developed all kinds of techniques for trying to work out what Scripture is saying to us. Today I want to share a very simple way of reflecting on what you have read. It's really easy, but can be very profound. Simply pick a passage, read it, and then think about it as a picture, as a mirror, and as a doorway. Let me explain. Look at the story as if it were a picture. What can you see? Who's involved? What's happening? Where is it happening? You yourself are outside of the action, looking in on it. It's happening in a different place and time to you. So now look for the mirror. When you look in a mirror, you don't just see yourself, although that's all you might look at. But you can see what's around you, what's behind you. The mirror reflects your context. How does the story mirror you and your life? And finally, the doorway. An open doorway is an invitation. It demands a choice to be made, either to step through it or not. But the Bible doorway is not an invitation into the past, into different times and places. That's what the picture does. Instead, The Bible doorway is an invitation to step into a new way of living. What might that look like for you? Okay, so there's the theory. Let's have a go in real life. I've chosen a Bible reading entirely at random. And at first it doesn't seem to hold out much promise. But let's see. I'll read it to you. It's from Luke's Gospel, chapter 7, verses 11 through to 17. Jesus went to a town named Nairn, accompanied by his disciples and a large crowd. Just as he arrived at the gate of the town, a funeral procession was coming out. The dead man was the only son of a woman who was a widow, and a large crowd from the town was with her. When the Lord saw her, his heart was filled with pity for her, and he said to her, "'Don't cry.' Then he walked over and touched the coffin, and the men carrying it stopped. Jesus said, Young man, get up, I tell you. The dead man sat up and began to talk, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. They were all filled with fear and praised God. A great prophet has appeared among us, they said. God has come to save his people. This news about Jesus went out through all the country and the surrounding territory. Okay, so let's describe the picture. There's Jesus and the disciples and a crowd of people. The action happens just outside a town called Nain. And there's a funeral procession. A man has died. He's the only son, or was the only son, of a widow which means that the widow is now condemned to a life of poverty. There will be no one to provide for or look after her. The future is bleak. And then there's the coffin. 
Well, that's what he says in the text, but it's very unlikely to be a coffin how we would picture one. More than likely, the body was simply wrapped in a cloth and carried on a reed mat. Jesus touches this body wrapped in cloth. That's not something that would happen casually. To touch a body is to become unclean. And there was a lot of superstition surrounding this. But Jesus isn't bothered. He's not scared. He speaks very clearly with authority. Get up. And then there's this really interesting phrase. Jesus gave him back to his mother. You can imagine this scene of reuniting. How wonderful. Interestingly, the onlookers are filled with fear. But they don't run away. Instead, they praise God. Maybe fear is not the right word to use. Maybe it was awe or wonder. Then at the end, Jesus is described as a prophet doing the work of God. But not God. People haven't caught on to that yet. So there's the picture. We read the passage, looked at it and noticed quite a lot about who's involved and what's going on. There isn't a wrong answer for any of this. Whatever you notice when you do it, then that's just fine. Now for the mirror. And this will be different for all of us and different at different times as things change in our lives. So Jesus is with the disciples and a crowd. Who am I with as I travel through life? Where do I live? What's the big news of the moment? It's easy for me to answer. I'm travelling with my wife Katie and my daughter Libby and with the church communities that I minister to. And I live in Arnside. What's the big news? Well, that's a bit more subjective. I could say, well, it's coronavirus and all the people who are ill and all the restrictions to normal daily living. Or I could say, it's the 300 people in Arnside who volunteered in the space of two days to join a rotor and help their neighbours in these trying times. Really, I'm asking the question, what news do I see when I look in the mirror? And what's the future looking like? As bleak as it was for the widow in the story? Or are there some signs of hope? In the story, we see God at work. As I gaze in the mirror, where do I see God at work in my context today? And how are people responding? Are they even noticing? Is God drawing a large crowd? There's lots of questions here, but then mirrors are for reflecting. And the final stage, the doorway. After all that reflecting, is there an invitation here for me or for the people around me? What kind of future am I being invited to step into? How would you describe your new way of living? Just have a go at answering this for me personally. When Jesus hands the son back to the mother, whilst he is now alive again, things will never be the same. They can't really go back to what they were. How could you after such a profound event? 
And I think that I think that's where I am. We're never going to go back to exactly how things were before. We've been through too much radical change. The future is full of possibilities. I'm just now not quite sure what they are. So there we have it. It's over to you to have a go for yourself. Read the Bible, any passage. I find that it works best with one of the Jesus stories. And think about it as a picture, as a mirror and as a doorway. And work out what it's saying to you. That's it for now. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.